What's going on, family? Happy Friday, and welcome to another edition of the Faction Quick Hits. I'm your man, GB Gerard Bonner, and on this Good Friday, it is my privilege and pleasure to welcome you to today's episode. I hope you're doing well. I hope you've had a fantastic week. It's been a very full week in the world of pro wrestling, and we'll certainly get into everything, so stay tuned for that. But as always, thank you so much for your continued support of all that's happening here on the Faction we absolutely appreciate you. Thank you for following us on the socials, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Faction Show. Thank you for subscribing to our podcast. Those of you who are listening, thank you so much. And if it's your first time, welcome to The Faction. I hope you enjoy what you're going to experience today. Remember, you can always subscribe by clicking the subscribe button wherever you're listening to us. Also, do us a favor and rate and leave a comment for us as well. It makes all the difference in the world. All right, now that that's out of the way, it's time to get into the reason you came here. Let's talk pro wrestling, shall we? With that said, let's first start with the Wednesday Night War. NXT versus AEW both had huge shows this week. Dynamite picked up 700,000 viewers, which is a decrease of 57,000 viewers from the previous week. And NXT picked up 654,000 viewers, which is a decrease of 24,000 viewers from last week. Both of them had huge shows, if we're completely honest. The AEW show, I mean, and certainly it was a taped show, but a lot happened in this show. We saw the in-ring debut of Christian Cage in a fantastic match against Frankie Kazarian. I think the big story coming out of AEW, of course, is QT Marshall versus Cody Rhodes, the implosion of the Nightmare Factory slash Nightmare Family. It was pretty crazy. It was really nuts. And I have to say, from somewhat of an insider perspective, this made all the sense in the world. So for those who don't know, and I'm going to take you a little behind the curtain because of some information that I am privy to, that is this. A lot of those guys, all of those guys actually trained at the Nightmare Factory here in Atlanta. It was a joint venture between Cody and QT Marshall, but originally it was QT Marshall's school. It was called the One Fall Power Factory, and then there was a merger between him and Cody Rhodes to call it the Nightmare Factory. So, for those who think this might be storyline, no, there's a lot of reality connected to this. And a lot of those guys train there. So it seems very clear that QT had talked to several guys in terms of what this implosion would look like in terms of the Nightmare Factory and the Nightmare Family. What will this do? I don't know. But to me, this seems like, you know, that whole invasion thing with WWE, WCW and ECW, but turned up a notch because there's a whole lot of things that make a lot of sense here. So where will this go? I don't know, but I am certainly intrigued. And speaking of intrigued, I got to give it to them for the arcade mayhem kind of match that they had. Anarchy Arcade, Arcade Chaos. I don't remember the name, unfortunately. But what I will say is it ended up being a great match. We saw the return of Chris Statlander. We saw the return of Trent. Uh, a lot of things just made sense. So I really feel like AEW delivered. And let me just say this, too. I think sometimes the ratings are deceptive and this is what i mean by that the ratings aren't 
always indicative of the caliber and quality and content of a show. A lot of times, of course, there's a lot of feedback via social media, which makes people go back and watch, et cetera, et cetera. So a lot of these numbers that we're seeing are really numbers from the initial watch of it, not necessarily the replay, not necessarily, you know, things on YouTube and the socials. And it's not, again, indicative of the caliber and quality of the show, because I really feel like AEW and NXT put out some fantastic shows. To me, this episode of Dynamite was a top five episode. It was just that intriguing. Great matches, great stories. Every segment really mattered. Same thing for NXT, of course, as they are getting ready for Stand and Deliver, the largest takeover in NXT history. Two-night takeover next Wednesday and Thursday night. The Wednesday night episode will be simulcast on both USA and Peacock. The Thursday night episode will be exclusively on Peacock as part of WrestleMania week. Huge show for NXT this week. Congratulations to them. We really got to see things being built out with Raquel Gonzalez against Io Shirai. Absolutely crazy. That's going to be the main event of night one of NXT TakeOver on Wednesday night. So many developments, so many really amazing things going on there. So again, kudos to them for both shows. With that said, the future of the Wednesday Night War will be coming to an end next week. You heard me right. Next week is the last week of this perceived Wednesday night war between AEW and NXT. As on the following week, April 13th, NXT moves from Wednesday nights to Tuesday nights. Now, let's talk a little bit about this decision. Because on one hand, it certainly could be perceived that AEW won the Wednesday night war. I told you several months ago when NXT did two Super Tuesdays, and oddly enough, those Super Tuesdays also served as the trial run, or dare I say interview, for Stu Bennett, aka Wade Barrett, at the commentary booth. With that said, that was also a test from USA to see how would the NXT brand and how would the NXT show perform on a Tuesday night. Ironically, they got some of their best ratings ever, and it makes sense because they weren't competing. And I think one of the things that we have to understand is that times are different, right? Fans are different. The product is different. And so the idea of going head to head, which the wrestling business thought was a mistake going into the Attitude Era, is certainly much more of a mistake now than it was then. I can't say honestly that more fans have come to the product as we've not seen either of the numbers for AEW or NXT increase. And part of that, I think, has a lot to do with, of course, AEW being still a relatively new product. And when you are a relatively new product, it is difficult to create household names. I also think AEW is something that is created for the diehard, hardcore wrestling fan. The WWE product, particularly if you're looking at Raw and SmackDown, is going after the casual fan. The NXT product is not. So what we do know is casual fans are in greater abundance than hardcore fans, but there still aren't a ton of casual fans. So it's all very interesting. Things are different. The world is different. Pro wrestling is different. So I think it is comparing apples to oranges when you look at what's happening today versus what happened in the Attitude Era. So for all of the branding clacks of the world and all the people who want to scream about the greatness of the Attitude Era, I just want to remind you we are in different spaces. Also, let's remember this too. 
The Attitude Era was the advent of the internet, particularly pro wrestling on the internet, okay? So what what has happened since then, it's been 20 plus years since the advent of the internet, which has created quote unquote smarter fans. We watch the product differently. We respond to the product differently. We discuss the product differently, right? Like. Back in the 90s, we weren't discussing who should get a push and whose merch is selling better and what storylines made the most sense. No, we were completely locked in to what was happening with the NWO and WCW or with Stone Cold and DX and Austin and The Rock and Mankind. So it was a different era. And, and it wasn't just a different era for pro wrestling. It was a different era for life in general. So we have to consider that. And that's why I don't think it's wise to make comparisons between the Attitude Era and current wrestling or even the Golden Era, that era of the 80s, where, again, wrestling was different. Back in the 80s, of course, wrestling was just getting into cable, wrestling wasn't necessarily live, and wrestling was primarily syndicated, versus the 90s when wrestling went primarily live and wasn't really syndicated. And now you've got wrestling available on tons of outlets, be that traditional television or the internet, YouTube, Fight TV, uh, streaming services, etc. So it's just different. So let's do ourselves a favor and stop comparing the eras because we're living in a completely different era. NXT to debut on Tuesday nights, beginning Tuesday, April the 13th. Attention wrestling fans. Southern Honor Wrestling returns to the Action Building Friday, April 2nd for SHW 26. The savior, David Ali, defends his Southern Honor Championship against Gunnar Miller. Lethal Poison will put the SHW tag titles on the line against the father-son duo of Ben and Bull Buchanan. And two giants will collide as Logan Creed faces off against Austin Towers. Also in action, Ashton Starr, AC Mack, Technical Excellence, The Honor Society, All-Star Special, and more. Plus, AEW stars Lee Johnson and Sean Dean return home for their final independent wrestling appearance. Tickets on sale the night of the show starting at 5 p.m. Doors open at 7, bell time at 8. You don't want to miss this show. SHW, this is our wrestling. All right, guys, you heard it tonight. A big night here in Atlanta as Southern Honor Wrestling presents SHW 26. Really looking forward to it. Hope you guys are able to attend here in Atlanta or if you're flying in, that would be amazing. If you can't make it, you can always check out our live pre-show beginning at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central on Facebook Live, facebook.com slash Southern Honor Wrestling. I'll be there along with my broadcast partner, Brandon Benefield, to get you ready for tonight's action which should be amazing we're getting ready for wrestlemania week which is next week and one of the first events on wrestlemania week's calendar is the hall of fame induction ceremony now i will let a little cat out of the bag in case you did not know Unlike previous years, this year's ceremony is being pre-recorded and it has a lot to do with COVID restrictions, etc., etc. So really throughout the week, varying members of these Hall of Fame induction classes have been making their way to the Thunderdome to record their acceptance speeches, to take pictures, etc., etc. I want to remind you that again, last year was the first year since the inception of the Hall of Fame that there was not a Hall of Fame induction ceremony. 
because of all that was going on with COVID. So this year, the class of 2020 and the class of 2021 are being inducted simultaneously. So in case you may have forgotten who's in the class of 2020, as I did, Here's what the class of 2020 looks like. You've got the NWO, which includes Hulk Hogan, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, and Sean Waltman. The Bella Twins, John Bradshaw Layfield, a.k.a. JBL. The British Bulldog, Davey Boy Smith. Jushin Thunder Liger. And originally, it was going to be Batista, but Dave Batista's schedule would not allow him to be a part of the WWE Hall of Fame induction ceremony. So perhaps he'll be part of the class of 2022. We'll see how that looks. Now, the class of 2021 has been fully announced, and that class includes the following. You've got Molly Holly, along with Eric Bischoff, Kane, which is incredible, the great Kali, RVD, as in Rob Van Dam, and going into the celebrity wing, it's William Shatner. And when you think about some of these celebrity inductions, I think this one kind of makes sense because he has been a part of several major moments in the WWE. So he's had, of course, time with Jerry the King Lawler. He inducted Jerry the King Lawler. He provided an assist to Bret Hart uh, in a match against Jeff Jarrett. So he's done a few things, and uh, it certainly should be interesting. Part of me still wonders why we have a celebrity wing of the WWE Hall of Fame. But again, not for me to decide. That's a WWE decision. So you can watch the WWE Hall of Fame inductions this coming Tuesday, April the 6th, exclusively on Peacock beginning at 8 p.m. Eastern. So definitely be able to check that out. And congratulations to all of the nominees for both the class of 2020 and the class of 2021. Before we get out of here, New Japan Pro Wrestling had a very controversial decision at the top of March when they announced that they would be merging the IWGP Heavyweight and the IWGP Intercontinental Championship into one belt, one title, known as the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. The dual belts have been defended simultaneously since Wrestle Kingdom last year, where they were won, of course, by Tetsuya Naito. Now, since then, finally, the New Japan Pro Wrestling crew has introduced to us what the new belt has looked like. And I'll make sure we post this on our Instagram and Facebook pages so you can see it if you've not seen it already. The wrestling world is talking about this belt. Some like it, some don't. That's going to happen in the wrestling world, right? Here's what I will say about it. I still don't think that the belts should have been merged. I don't think the championships should have been merged. Both of them have a significant enough legacy to have stood on their own for quite some time. But again, I'm not booking it. I'm not making the decisions. New Japan Pro Wrestling is. And so be on the lookout for this belt, which is currently held by Kota Ibushi. There will be a title defense coming against the winner of the New Japan Cup, which is Will Ospreay. Should make for a very amazing match. So be on the lookout for all of that. And congratulations again to New Japan Pro Wrestling for the new IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. With that said, it's time for me to get out of here. I hope you guys have an amazing Good Friday. Again, I'm looking forward to tonight. Southern Honor Wrestling, SHW26, should be absolutely amazing. Check us out on Facebook Live at 7 p.m. Eastern for our pre-show. It'll be totally live. It'll be absolutely exciting. Can't wait. Again, I hope to hear from you guys via the socials, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Faction Show and more great content 
on the way as we get ready for WrestleMania week. All right, until next time, family, it's your man GB, Gerard Bonner, representing for my good brothers, Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the fourth horseman, John Murray. Collectively, we're known as The Faction. Have a great day. I need my people here.